Welcome to Biblical Tapestry Podcast Season 2, Episode 9 on the Book of Daniel, The Decree, The Accusers, and Charges. Biblical Tapestry is a podcast where we explore how the Bible is its own commentary and how the Gospel is thoroughly woven from Genesis to Revelation. In this ninth episode in the Book of Daniel, Chapter 3, a decree was ordered for all officials of the Babylonian kingdom to worship the statue that Nebuchadnezzar erected in the plain of Dura. This becomes an issue for the Judean captive officials and an opportunity for their enemies. All right, Daniel chapter 3, starting in verse 4. A herald loudly proclaimed, People of every nation and language, you are commanded. When you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, and harp, and drum, and every kind of music, you are to fall face down and worship the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. But whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. Therefore, when all the people heard the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, and every kind of music, People of every nation and language fell down and worshipped the gold statue the king Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Some Chaldeans took this occasion to come forward and maliciously accuse the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, May the king live forever. You as king have issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, drum, and every kind of music must fall down and worship the gold statue. Whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. There are some Jews who have appointed to manage the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men have ignored you, the king, and they do not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Then in a furious rage, Nebuchadnezzar gave orders to bring in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar asked them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Is it true that you don't serve my gods or worship the gold statue I have set up? Now if you're ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, drum, and every kind of music, fall down and worship the statue I made. But if you don't worship it, you will be immediately thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. And who is the God who can rescue you from my power? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to give you an answer to this question. If the God we serve exists, then he can rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he can rescue us from the power of you, the king. But even if he does not rescue us, we want you as king to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. All right, back to verse 4. A herald loudly proclaimed, People of every nation and language, you are commanded. Well, Donald Weisman points out that using a herald to announce decrees was a long-standing Babylonian tradition. It is interesting to review who is hearing this proclamation. This is very reflective of Nebuchadnezzar appointing captive people from nations defeated by Babylon into govern, government positions like provinces. Probably every conquered nation and language was represented in some way in the Babylonian government. Verse 5 says, When you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, drum, and every kind of music, 
you are to fall face down and worship the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Even though several languages were present, the language of commerce for the world at this time was Aramaic, and this proclamation may have been directed through Aramaic. The horn mentioned here, the sound of the horn, may have been an animal's horn, or perhaps more likely a trumpet-like instrument constructed from silver. The flute or pipe, depending on the biblical translation, is something like an ancient flute, much like a recorder is today. We have depictions in ancient Babylon that have people blowing into a pipe, and sometimes this was depicted as a double pipe, which I would think would be difficult to play. Zither was probably based on a Greek harp and had a minimum of three strings and possibly up to 12 strings and would be made from precious metal or ivory. The lyre was a small triangular instrument with four strings and may have been more for producing high notes. The harp was another triangular instrument with strings passing under the soundboard rather than over it. Andre Lecoque states that this consists of ten strings, this harp consists of ten strings stretched across a resonating drum which are plucked with a small pick. The pipes would be something akin to a bagpipe consisting of a goatskin bag with a couple of reed pipes. And the drum, which is obvious what that is, these six instruments would have been only a partial list of instruments as every kind of music implies that this is all part of a much greater orchestra. The proclamation made it clear when this orchestra was struck, then everyone was to fall face down and worship the gold statue. This certainly nothing a God-honoring Hebrew would want to do. Verse 6, But whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. Well, alas, we have a penalty for everyone who disobeys the proclamation from the king. Anyone not worshiping the statue will be thrown into a blazing furnace established just for the occasion. It was probably already in full rage prior to the orchestral announcement. And this was a common Babylonian, Babylonian execution, as we find out in Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 20. Hear the word of the Lord, all you exiles I have sent from Jerusalem to Babylon. This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says about Ahab, son of Coliah, concerning Zedekiah, son of Moaziah, the ones prophesying a lie to you in my name. I am about to hand them over to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, and he will kill them before your very eyes. Based on what happens to them, all the exiles of Judah who are in Babylon will create a curse that says, May the Lord make you like Zedekiah and Ahab, whom the king of Babylon roasted in the fire. Now this fire, this kiln, this furnace, was a jug-shaped mound of earth with a hole in the top and access in the bottom for wood and charcoal to stoke the fire. It was probably used to fire bricks and perhaps smelt gold and may have been in place for the construction of the statue. You can imagine the fear of people to see that fire stoked awaiting the call to worship that statue. 
Verse 7, Therefore, when all the people heard the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, and every kind of music, people of every nation and language fell down and worshipped the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Well, with the looming threat of immediately being burned to death, when the music was played, this had a predictable outcome of all the officials and people that were present falling down and worshipping the statue. Well, well, wait a minute. There were three standing up. Verse 8, some Chaldeans took this occasion to come forward and maliciously accuse the Jews. Well, there was probably quite a crowd present at such an occasion that the fact that three men standing may not have been very visible to the king. So some Chaldeans took it as an opportunity to tell the king about them. Although the title of Chaldeans could be used for anyone from Babylon, it is most likely that these Chaldean accusers would have been the astrologer wise men that had previously could not tell the king his dream. This could have been jealousy about the rise of the Judeans to rule over them. It could be personal jealousy or even open anti-Semitism. Verse 9. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, May the king live forever. You as king have issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, drum, and every kind of music must fall down and worship the gold statue. Whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. There are some Jews who have appointed to manage the province of Babylon. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men have ignored you, the king, and they do not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Well, these Chaldeans, these astrologers, they respectfully and carefully approach the king and customarily wish him to live forever. And then they begin to remind the king of his rule and that everyone without exception was to bow before the statue he had set up and then enforce the penalty for such disobedience. I'm sure at this point the king was agreeing with them, and then we have the accusation. King, three guys have ignored you and refused to obey your orders and worship the statue you have set up. Notice they specifically mention that these men were Jews and were the very ones the king had appointed to manage elements of the province of Babylon. Seems to be a strong vendetta and an opportunity to get rid of these guys. Do you think they were slyly perhaps telling the king that, hey, you messed up by making an appointment to these rebellious Jews? And now they name the three, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and made three charges against them. Number one, they pay no attention to the king's commands. Number two, they do not serve the king's gods. And number three, they had refused to worship the golden statue the king had set up. Verse 13, Then in a furious rage, Nebuchadnezzar gave orders to bring in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. The accusation and prodding worked. The king was furious, and that was not a safe place for anyone. The king was beside himself with rage. How dare they defy the king and his orders? Now he commands the three to come before him and accept the king's full rage. Verse 14, Nebuchadnezzar asked them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Is it true that you don't serve my gods or worship the gold statue I have set up? 
While enraged and perhaps still in some disbelief, the king questions the three that is it true. Verse 15, now if you're ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, drum, and every kind of music, fall down and worship the statue I made. But if you don't worship it, you'll immediately be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. And who is the God who can rescue you from my power? Why is the king even giving these guys another opportunity to change their minds? Was he not wanting to waste the effort put into these three officials? Or perhaps does he admire them in some way? I doubt that many others would be given the same chance. Or there could be a problem that the king does not completely trust the astrologers and wants to confirm the accusation. The penalty is repeated for effect, and the belief that no god of any kind could possibly rescue them from the power of such a powerful king as Nebuchadnezzar. Verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to give you an answer to this question. <laughs> oh, this is bold. There is no apology to be given or had. This was not pride. It was a matter of fact. There was nothing the king could say or do. Verse 17, if the God we serve exists, then he can rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he can rescue us from the power of you, the king. The furnace was not an issue, as the king does not have the power that he thinks he has. Although Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had faith in God, they also acknowledged that God is sovereign and will do what is best if deliverance, then deliverance, with the knowledge that a sovereign God may not choose to miraculously intervene in this circumstance. What incredible faith. Look at verse 18. But even if he does not rescue us, we want you as king to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. Regardless, O king, we will not bow down to your statue no matter what. These men certainly understood that God can rescue them, but may not. And it's all up to God and his will. This is God's will, not God's inability to rescue them. How about us today? What do you believe? Does God have all power? Well, undoubtedly. Is God able to deliver believers from all difficulties and trials? Well, certainly. Does God deliver believers from all trials? Well, no. God may be wanting to build our character for a number of reasons. The purposes for trials that come into our lives may not be understood, but God asks us to simply trust him no matter what these three that we well, look at the things we go through today no matter what war famine pandemic no matter what god is still there in romans chapter 5 verse 1 it says therefore since we have been justified by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ we have also obtained access through him by faith into this grace in which we stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our afflictions. Because we know that affliction produces endurance. Endurance produces proven character. And proven character produces hope. This hope will not disappoint us. Because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given it to us. We really need to have the same attitude as these three men. 
no matter what we're enduring. I again hope you enjoy this season two study in the book of Daniel. Next episode 10 in chapter 3, we will study the sentence and deliverance. God bless you today, and I encourage you to spend some time in God's Word, and I would suggest especially in Romans chapter 5.